Welcome to my Secret Place Devotion with Oyeks Alfred. The Word of God is alive and equipped to change your life. Good morning. One of the benefits of having a really close work with God, like David taught us in Psalm 27 verse 5, he said he will conceal me whenever trouble comes. He will hide me in his sanctuary. He will place me out of the reach on the high rock. Father, we thank you, Lord. I pray for your people. Draw us close to you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And Father, even as we are drawn close to you, Lord, that you preserve and protect us from the troubles, O God of life. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Throughout this month of November on the devotional, we've been talking about hearing from God and how to be led by the Spirit of God. But you know, when it concerns hearing from the Spirit of God, I cannot warn and emphasize enough the danger of seeking voices, the danger of seeking vision, the danger of seeing something sensational. The reason is because out there in the realm of the spirit, the Bible tells us that there are many voices. First Corinthians 14 verse 10 is very clear on the fact that there are many voices. But you see, let me explain in detail as much as I can, the other occupants of that realm, that's the realm of the spirit. His name is Satan and he is a master deceiver. I like to call him the master of infinite disguise. He disguises himself in so many ways, in such a way that if you are not careful, you will be deceived by the voice of the devil. If Satan was not a master deceiver, explain how he was able to deceive one third of the angels who are looking at God on a daily basis. They are seeing God, they are seeing his power, his majesty and all of that. Yet Satan was able to come in their midst and deceive them. Now, he did not stop there. He went ahead and deceived Adam, the man that saw God every evening, every single day. The Bible tells us that, you know, he will have fellowship, one-on-one deep intimate fellowship with God. Yet the enemy was able to deceive him. And remember, Adam was not um, polluted by the evil we see in society on the internet and all of that. Adam was not a fallen man. Adam was pure. He was righteous. Yet the enemy was able to deceive him. Satan still didn't stop there. When Jesus was born, he came to tempt Jesus. That is how audacious he is. And you know, he came to tempt Jesus. But the interesting thing is that he did not tempt Jesus with the Quran. He didn't tempt him with the Buddha's book or whatever. He tempted him by quoting the scripture. If you read Matthew chapter 4, I read from verse 5 and 6 from the New Living Translation. He says, Then the devil took him to the holy city, Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple, and said, If you are the Son of God, jump off, for the scripture says he will order his angels to protect you, and they will hold you up with their hands, so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Now, if you are the one in this situation and anybody tells you that the person talking to you is Satan, you will not believe because first of all, you're having a sensational experience. You are being taken. All of a sudden, you find yourself on the highest point of the holy city. And then on top of that, the creature that is talking to you is giving you scripture, is quoting the scripture. Number three, what he's telling you is not necessarily bad. He's telling you to just jump down. The angels are going to catch you. How bad is that? How evil is that? So if anybody tells you this voice you are hearing is from the kingdom of darkness, obviously you are going to argue. You are not going to believe it because everything looks like it is coming from God. But we know by reading the scripture that it was Satan himself 
trying to tempt Jesus to go ahead and tempt God and do something absolutely ridiculous just because he wanted to prove he was the son of God. And of course, Jesus replied him with the word. Now, one of the things I've learned in many years of working with God and many years of ministry is that when Satan is in oppression, if you are not careful, you will not be able to tell. But then God gave us a guideline to help us to checkmate deception of darkness, especially in these last days when Jesus told us that deception will be at an all-time high. There's going to be so much deception coded in messages, coded in words, coded in visions and dreams that people are seeing and all of that. And they'll attribute all of those things to God. But then the Bible gave us a code. This is how you preserve and protect yourself from deception, from the powers of darkness. And you know what? Satan knows your inclinations. He knows when you're the kind that is always seeking for something sensational and he will give you exactly what you want. He knows that you're somebody who wants to prove yourself. He knows all your inclinations. And so he thrives on your inclinations and he suggests things to you along the things that you're already lost in after. So that's what he does. He studies you because he can see you, but you cannot see him. Now, Satan is only one. He's not everywhere, but he does have demonstrations everywhere. And so they follow you. They see you. They see your inclination. They see the kind of person you are. They see the kind of things you like. And they thrive on those things to be able to pull you down. So what is the security system in hearing from God? Second Peter chapter 1 is a very powerful example to give. This is Peter talking. Uh, read from verse 18. That's called by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He said, he said, we ourselves heard that voice from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. So here Peter was explaining to them that they were on the holy mountain. They actually heard God. They've heard an audible voice saying, this is my beloved son and all of that. Peter said, we heard the audible voice, not the one in the spirit coming from your heart. No, we heard the audible voice. But listen to what he says in verse 19. He says, because of that experience, we have even greater confidence in the message proclaimed by the prophets. You must pay close attention to what they wrote for their words are like lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns. And Christ, the morning star, shines in our hearts. What's Peter saying? He said, though we heard that voice, audible voice, we heard it when we were on the holy mountain. He said, but we have greater confidence in the message proclaimed by the prophets. In other words, our confidence is not in the words that we heard. Our confidence is in the message proclaimed by the prophets that they wrote down, Bible. So what we heard there was just a confirmation of what we already see in the Bible. He said, we have greater confidence confidence in the message proclaimed by the prophet and you must pay close attention to what they wrote why did he use the word pay close attention because if you're somebody who just stands through the bible if you're someone who just flips through the bible if you're someone who don't sit down to study the word of god be diligent in studying the word of god i guarantee that you will be deceived the person that we are dealing with has been deceiving people from time immemorial and of course you that you don't read your bible you'll be a minor case in his hands if he could deceive one third of the angels if he could pull down adam he will do the same to you if you do not stay with the word of god no matter what you are seeing no matter what you are hearing, no matter what you think, always check with the word. Don't let anybody tell you, oh, this is this, this is that. Go to the Bible. Ask the person, show me where it's written in the Bible. And when the person shows you where it's written in the Bible, read before and after. If you pull things out of context, you will also be deceived. So you have to read the verse above, read the verse below. That will give you the context in which that particular sentence was made. Jesus warned us multiple times in Matthew 24, 
concerning the last days, he said one of the biggest signs of the last days is that deception will be great. In fact, when the disciples asked, what will be the sign of your coming? First thing he said, he didn't talk about earthquakes first. He didn't talk about wars and rumors of war. The first thing he said, he said, be careful. Let nobody deceive you. Why did he use the word be careful? Why did he use the word take heed? He used those words because he knew that if you're not careful, you will be deceived. And the person was talking to directly were the disciples. In fact, let me read it from New Living Translation. The Bible says in Matthew 24 verse 4, it says, Jesus told them, don't let anyone mislead you. He said, for many will come in my name claiming I'm the Messiah. They will deceive many. What does this mean? It means many will come claiming that the Messiah sent me. He said, they will deceive many. What does many mean? It means if there are 10 Christians, many starts from somewhere around six. So that means only three out of six Christians will be preserved from deception. Now, those three, what will make them different from the other people that are deceived? It is by paying close attention to what the prophets wrote down. The Bible. There is nothing you want from God about this life that is not found in the scripture. If only you will follow the scripture. King James says, take heed that no man deceive you. If you don't take heed, the voices out there speaking through men directly and in all sorts of ways, will deceive you. You have to take time with the word of God. Know the character of God. Know the ways of God as you read the Bible. Know the instructions of God. If you know the character of God and the devil tries to talk to you, you know that this thing can't be God. It's not sounding like the kind of thing that God will do. You know, go to the scripture reset. That's why when the devil told Jesus, jump down from the mountain, he knew this is beyond the character of God. Why would God tell me to jump down from the mountain just to prove that I'm the son of God? No, he already told me what to do. I don't need to prove anything to anybody. I'm going to go through the hard way of going to the cross. I'm not going to take shortcuts because he knows that God is not a shortcut kind of person. Shortcut to prove I'm the son of God is just to jump down all of that. But God said, the way you are going to go is step by step. You're going to live for complete 33 years and you're going to go to the cross to die. So you want to be careful by reading the Bible for yourself so that you are preserved from the dangers of these last days. Hallelujah. Night of power is tonight and tomorrow. This is 26 and 27 of November. Make sure that you attend the program. You can visit physically at the Oak House Church, 112 Commercial Avenue, off by Macaulay Road in Yaba, Lagos, or join online on Instagram. Oixafred is the handle. Free conference call app. Handle will be prophetic virtual. And on YouTube, the handle will be Oak House Church. And on Mixler app, the handle will be Life Edge. So there are multiple means of being part of the night of power. God wants to show that he is God over every situation in your life. You will be empowered for your current state and for the coming year. It is not a program to miss. Thank you for listening. God bless you. See you later in the evening at 5 p.m. Nigerian time. If you're in the UK, that will be 6 p.m. If you are in South Africa, that will be 7 p.m. Wherever it is, take your coordinates from there. Time is 5 p.m. God bless you. For other life-changing messages, you can now download the app Rev Oyik Speaks from Play Store for Android phone users or Apple Store for iOS users. You can also follow us on Instagram, YouTube, and Telegram, all on the handle Oyik's Alfred. Oh,